0: Today is Saturday, February 18th, 2023. Want to mention that. That's important. This is Celtics Beat on CLNS Media, the leading online provider of audio video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 500. You heard us right. We've been talking about it forever. We're here. Episode 500 featuring CLNS founder Nick Gelso is powered by HelloFresh and BetOnline.ag. Go to HelloFresh.com. Use the promo code Beat 65 for 65% off and go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign up bonus. what's up everyone welcome in number 500 we have been talking about this for weeks upon weeks we are here episode 500 adam kaufman evan valenti we've been along for quite a bit of this journey but not nearly as long as the man that we are joined by who has been here literally forever nick gelso founder <laughs> i so i i want to get into a lot of different things with you nick one of which is singular founder co-founder you are i mean like we often refer to you as as the 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 brains, the brawn behind all that is CLNS (laughs) and this show Celtics beat as, as really the, the flagship program of, of the the entire network
1: is your baby. But did CLNS come from you and you alone? Uh, It was actually at one time there was another owner named Brandon Paul and he was, uh, um, he was a co-founder, so he's he's the guy that – he had a, a a blog called Hardwood Houdini. It still exists out there, yeah. right? And we had uh, North Station Sports at that time, and he pushed me to podcast. He was like, you got to hear this thing podcasting. Justin Poulin's doing it. It's amazing. This is going back 2006, six seven, And uh, so together we formed CLNS. Matter of fact, Justin Poulin from Celtic Stuff Live – he was the guy who named it. I was like, I hate that name, dude. I don't know. Everybody's gonna be like, what does it mean? And they do. And he's like, but what does ESPN mean? And it, it is kind of true. What does ESPN mean? I mean? Adam, you'll know. Well, it's an entertainment sports programming network. Is that what it is? I don't even know, but that sounds about right. Evan, is that right? <laughs> I
2: mean, I think so. I don't remember. Like, I, I, I it, my memory's a little foggy on. I'm, I'm sure. I
1: mean, I'm sure I could Google.
0: Like,
2: what does but, I want to apologize to Dennis Deninger right now for not knowing that. Um, <laughs> you know, I just want to apologize for that because he probably told me that a long time ago, but I don't remember it at all.
1: So like
0: and, and, entertainment and sports programming network. Yeah. I just I it I that, that, Usually but,
1: that's a good stump for, for people because they don't know it. But Brandon and I, uh, we started a, a show called the Celtics late night show, which is, I think all the shows have kind of offsprung from that, the original show. So Celtics beat garden report, you mm-hmm. know, it was from that as home base and he was with us until about 2012 um so I'm the only surviving or remaining (laughs) let's put it that way but ultimately I'm a co-founder how many how many
0: shows are I mean what the hell let's get off the rails right away how many shows are part of CLNS at this point I know there are like three dozen Celtics podcasts but
1: beyond that my philosophy on the Celtics podcast, Adam, I know you know this, has always been like, they're going to launch them anyway. So if they're good, why not bring them on and all of us work together to cross-promote each other. So we have like all the Celtics podcasts, but like locked on, I think, and like one or two others. Um, but there's on network on the sports side. There's about 60, maybe more at this point, and And uh, overall, sports and non-sports, 120 130 shows i mean it's just mm. crazy five six youtube channels that are pretty active and uh but this network is nothing what it was when we started i mean evan was there for for a lot of it early on maybe not in the very beginning but it was it was it was pretty ragtag uh 1980 MV, mtv until john zanis came aboard and kind of legitimized what we were doing and, and kudos to him so maybe we could call him a co-founder even though he's not he's the co-founder we have the new MBA, the new clns yeah. xanis has, has had a major major impact on that the
0: but. new era of all that is clns so yeah. i looked up some uh some some numbers i wanted to come into this with some level of research and if you haven't noticed this will not be Uh, kind of our usual show where we're entirely breaking down like, oh, let's talk about the, you know, proverbial first half of the Celtics season, because as we know, they are technically more than halfway through the year, but it is the all-star break as we sit here tonight. It's all-star Saturday night and we'll talk a little bit about that later and, you know, what we're expecting for the second half of the year and the hospital Celtics of late and all of that good stuff. But we're, we're sort of for episode 500 celebrating CLNS right now. And I, I will, uh, I, I don't want to. Uh, one, I'm not slighting Nick because he is aware of all this and he was part of all this. But second to that, I, I don't want to. I said that I was going to tell you our grand plan for episode 500, even if it didn't come through. And now I'm making myself a liar because there are a couple of things that we did want to do for this show, in addition with talking to Nick, that uh, last minute for a couple of different reasons didn't pan out. But they are going to pan out. They just weren't going to pan out for today. So I'm not going to tell you. We are going to save that. But what Nick he got me—he's
2: humanly possible, right there. By yeah, the way, yeah, yeah. it's
0: gonna be better than what it was gonna be. So I think that's, but, good. yeah. And and Nick got me excited talking, you know, offline uh because. I didn't know this not being a a historian of the network. This is uh not only obviously episode 500 of of Celtics Beat. This is the 10 year anniversary of this show and obviously this network. And so we are really thinking big for uh later on in the season and and some sort of a big celebration which which I am excited about.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the original so the network launched in really in 2008. We were incorporated in 2009. Celtics beat though was the first show to make an impact, you know, and 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 really start to get a lot of audience. Right, where at one point when there was no other Celtic shows besides us and like CSL, um, this show just was massively popular. But as it as it the years have gone by and and the audience has settled in, it's become more of a. a A community almost right because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of engagement back and forth we get mailbag entries you guys are getting tweets all the time the fans are engaged so yes there's an abundance of Celtics podcasts today which makes for a little more competition but this show like I said in the Garden Report Patriots beat they all kind of launched at the same time around Garden Report launched in 2012 this show in 2013 Patriots beat twenty thirteen, and I think you guys took over for Larry in twenty six seventeen. 66?
0: So I'll, I'll I'll get I'll get to that in a yeah, second. All right, can you can you? Uh, I'm not quizzing you because I don't have the answer. I'm 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 just asking you. Can you name all of the different
1: people to yes host this show? Yes. So when it first launched, it was called Celtics Beat because it was going to be around the beat, right? So it was going to be beat writers in network and out. So I used to host. Jared Weiss used to host. A guy named a gentleman named Ty Ray, who a lot of people know from online. You know, he's I'll most talk. passionate. I mean, this guy is crazy. God, Ty's a good guy. He was in that mix. Rich Conti was another guy. He's another Twitter Twitter hound. He's still around. Um, and then Jared Weiss. And then uh, so Larry. Larry Russell, Larry H. Russell, for the long-time listeners will remember he was the first long-time host, and he took over for us because we couldn't do it right. Larry was very, very, very <laughs> particular, and it worked because his, his system and his consistency is. Evan, Adam, you even know this, Evan. You know because you filled in for him a lot. He had a script, like right. It was consistent, same time, same day, every like so rigid. But in the early years, that really helped. So Larry kind of gave us the boot in 20, maybe 20 episodes in. And I was like, this guy is not going to be able to host. He's so rigid and miserable and just cranky. And man, it turned out to be perfect. He was a fire thrower, a flame thrower. And and everybody hated him, which was kind of perfect. So (laughs) when it was time to pass the baton, I was totally, it was right around Celtics at seven, dissolving Adam, And I was dead set on you. And Larry was like, but it's a major, de- cause his real name's not Larry. We all know that. Well, we know that. So yeah. his real name was like, that's a big departure from what I was. And that's like, that's what I want. And it's worked out. I mean, here we are five years, how many years, how many years later? Adam? So
0: I, so I, I was looking this up. Uh, I, I, I might be stealing a little Evan's thunder cause I know he wanted to break this to me on the show, but I just, I, I, I wasn't totally sure we were all going to be together for this one. So I decided to do a little research. And, uh, so this right here. It, I came so on. Man, you my, did this. I'm so mad. I know. I'm sorry. My so Adam,
1: I, let so, Evan tell you. Tell no, Evan, he already <laughs> knows. Yeah, he already
0: so my so so my first episode, and it was with Chris Mannix, who has been on the show like what two or three times over the last X number of shows that I've done. My first show was number 250. So I have been around, and I haven't done every single show since, but I've obviously done most of them. So I have been around for essentially half of this show's life. But what's even crazier, and I don't know if Evan realizes this, this today, February 18th is the five year anniversary of oh, wow. that first show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, and that, and that was not done on purpose. I realized that about 15 minutes ago when I looked up the tweet from when the first show was February 18th, 20,
1: 2018. 18, 2018, 2018. Yeah.
2: I'm I was going to blow your mind with this on air coffin. and I was so excited about this. I was like, I'm sorry. Cause I tweet, I teased you like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when we started looking at this. I looked into the numbers and it was so dead on. I was like, well, I can't tell you, like, I can't tell you exact cause we were like, how long have we both been on this show? And right. at the time I was like, uh, looking it up and I found the first episode and then I didn't really relay any information and then i also i all of a sudden i started compiling all these stats and i was like oh my god i can't tell i have to blow his mind like live on the show but coffin you stole my thunder
0: i'm sorry well Thank the you. only re- the only reason it's partially your fault the only reason i did it is because you mentioned earlier that you might not be around for the show today yeah so okay. i was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna look up the numbers it's crazy
2: that. isn't
1: it though not nice. ironic man that's good did the, the, the patriots win the super bowl that year That the is that the was that the year? 18, 2018. I'm trying to remember. I I I remember. I think, I mean, I think that was the Seattle year, wasn't it? I think it was. And I remember being in Boston. I had, I was living in Pennsylvania at the time, but I was up here, I was up here covering Paul Pierce returning to the garden with the Clippers, I think. Is that coincide with this Hmm. Super Bowl Sunday? I'm I'm double checking.
2: 2018. I remember that game. Pierce came in at the end of the game and they just did it. Oh, no.
0: I'm sorry. The Seattle year was like 2014. Uh, yeah. or no, so, so 20.
2: So yeah, cause
0: 20, yeah, cause 2018 was when they came back to beat, uh, beat yes. Atlanta. So, so no, February 4th, cause I'm looking this up, obviously February 4th, 2018. So, uh, w- what two weeks exactly before my first Celtics beat was when Malcolm Butler was benched and they lost yes. to the Eagles.
1: Okay. So I was. Thank okay. you
0: for putting that back in my brain. All I, but right. there is a story.
1: I, I, to go
2: with
1: I was up in Boston. In a hotel, getting ready for uh, it was the Super Bowl. So I was getting ready to go to the Paul Pierce game, right? That was the mm. Paul Pierce game, and when he came back with uh, the Clippers, mm. i right? sure. when, when, when he hit his when last hit shot, his shot of the hand. Garden. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, and I'm on. I'm I'm getting ready in the hotel before going over to the Garden, and I'm DMing with Adam Kaufman, who is somebody that I. From long, see in Pennsylvania, like we're going back five years, so it was not quite how it is now, right? Every channel did not, every radio station did not have an app nor a podcast, mm-hmm. but the hub had the app. So I'm an, always been an early riser. Saturdays at seven, I listened almost every single week to to Adam Kaufman react with the fans, and a lot of times B Rob be Beyond, and it was just yep. a, I, I loved that show. So I was DMing with you that which is two weeks earlier, and I remember saying to you, your you and Tregs were the, the first to like, and I consider me and Evan on the same level, like you were the first two legit, you know, Boston sports guys, you know, to come and work with us. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving the hotel and being in the Uber or the cab on the way to the garden and texting with Larry, going, I just can't believe that Adam Kaufman is gonna come and do a show with us. And not just a show, but your show, the show, you know, the show of the network. So it's a uh, feather in your cap, Adam, because man, you, you've taken the baton from somebody who, who really was an, a, a, an annoying larger than life character in Larry. And you've made the show likable where Larry, it was likable <laughs> before, but it was likable to be angry at Larry, right? Now it's likable because you and Evan have such good charisma and not to slight Evan. Evan has been with the network. Since 15 or 16, I think you guys had the Celtic round table. I don't even remember how long it was. It's it's like you were, we were all born at the same time online. Right. So this marriage, because Evan kind of felt in, uh, filled in for Larry and now you two being together, it just kind of all works out. And, but I remember that like it was yesterday going over to the garden and I was just as excited about seeing Paul Pierce's last game as I was about, hooking up with adam coffin and putting sealing the deal for two weeks later for him to start celtics beat as we know now all the dates
2: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
0: I, I don't remember uh specifically when, Ev, maybe you do. I certainly couldn't, like, identify an episode or, or anything like that, and I haven't looked it up. But, you know, obviously for the first couple of years, and this is yeah. pre-COVID, the first couple of years that I was hosting the show, Evan was always the producer for it, sure. so, you know, we would go back and forth what do we you know who do we want to have and what do we want to talk about and and you know I'd I'd do the show and 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 record it myself it was only audio at the time and then I'd shoot it off to heaven he'd clean it up and post it and you know on with the rest of our lives but I think it was you know pretty much when COVID hit and we had the little stoppage where there were no sports but once everything came back and we sort of you know
1: came back with video re, re- back.
0: relaunched the show gotcha. yeah we came back with video because what the hell we're home like You know, why, like everybody's home. Why don't, why don't we do it with video? And that was kind of when, you know, Evan became the, I mean, I guess not like in name or title, but the de facto co-host of this show, uh, you know, to, uh, to, to, I don't really like, we never really talked about it. We just kind of did it and kept doing it and it made sense and it worked and it was fun. And I just said you were like, Hey, why don't you
2: jump on? Uh, maybe it was, I think it was probably because, uh, I mean, I don't know if, uh, I think this is probably true. It was during a time of COVID where nothing was happening. So like being one on one with the guests to talk about no sports yeah. is tough. But we have three yeah. people, it can create more of a conversation. So it kind of just like organically happened. Um, you know, again, the, the COVID thing pushed everybody to Zoom because and then Zoom had to adapt and grow with the, you know, the time so to speak, to, to to allow everybody to do what they needed to do. And so the push to video just became really easy. I'll give Larry credit. Larry was on this video stuff way before Zoom way before, yeah. was a thing. He uh, was doing I'll give-
1: out stuff though, Evan, remember he used to record himself exercising. The fans loved it because yeah. he be like this skinny, <laughs> skinny twig exercising on Instagram. But he was all into the video. I was like, this, talk- this guy's whack. Yeah. <laughs> are, we-
0: are we are we allowed to reveal his real name? Can we no, break that fourth never. wall? You can't do that. Never. Okay.
1: Now some people know. Like B. Rod knows. They went to high school together. Oh, really?
2: I'm pretty well, sure. Well, we're going yeah, yeah, to ask B. Rob about
1: this. Yeah, I mean, I I only honestly, if
0: if I'm being a, a thousand percent honest, I only think I know his real name. I'm not even certain that I'm correct.
1: So, it's Larry H. Russell, Larry Bird. Thomas no, I know that. I know that for both of those those that don't, and Bill Russell. But he has a, a pretty. All right, so I'll give a hint. He has a a, a Boston famous or infamous person with the same last name that was a politician here for like was the mayor. Mayor White. Okay, dad. then then it is what I think it that is. That is what his name is. Yes yeah, so, and that's his that's his uncle, Mayor White. Oh. His father's brother. So that's why oh, we that's hit the news. news. But not only that, and I don't want to break it, but I, I can't I can't release this one. But he had a he worked full time for us starting in like 14, 2014, 15. prior to that he had a he had another job and it was a job where he could get some information <laughs> Okay, okay. Let's just put it that way. So Celtics, be got popular because he used to break stories based on that. Let's just leave it at that. Like yeah. he used to have inside scoop on things right from, he was wacky, man. He was brilliantly wacky. You know, I miss him every day. What right? is he doing now? Uh, I, I, I I, don't, so I don't, without <laughs> please, please don't tell me he's dead. No, he's not dead. <laughs> okay, without not revealing too much. He has had health issues that have kind of, kept them homebound. Mm. So I've not seen them God, I've not seen Larry since 2018 or 19. Mm. But I will tell you this one of the last columns he it was a great writer. The last, I should I should go back and pull it for you guys. One of the last columns he wrote before COVID, before we even knew what coronavirus was at that time, was pretty predictive to where we are today. And it's wackadoo. Like if you read this, you're gonna be like food shortages it was so much so that john removed it from the editorial because he's like this is too conspiracy theory ish (laughs) i'm not a conspiracy theory guy but it proved out true like a lot of it i don't think he's nostradamus or anything i think he just had great friends read read the tea leaves yeah yeah he read the tea leaves to what was and he talked about a pandemic maybe he saw the movie contagion and didn't tell us (laughs) you know i don't know but it worked, you know, and Larry was, you know, instrumental in the early years of this network. I mean, I'm not the type of guy that likes to, you know, I'm, I'm an idea guy. I don't want to say I'm not a finisher. I'm a finisher, but I'm an idea guy. I put ideas together. I'm a people guy. I I, I put good people together to do it, right? Larry was a finisher. So if I gave the idea, he put... He policed it, patrolled it, and put it into action with an infrastructure, really. And and I don't like to police things. <laughs> I just want people to do what they're supposed to do. Larry was just great at it. And he was so annoying that the hosts of the shows just listened to keep him away from them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it worked. And he was instrumental at, at that time. And really, then, then you know, Xanis kind of changed everything. The goalposts went way far, you know. And, and, and luckily... God willing. I mean, if you think about it, the month before COVID, we lost our massive YouTube channel. That was pretty Mm -hmm. viral. That was 12 years old with 12,000 videos on it. I mean, it had videos of the Paul Pierce KG or of like Jared and Jimmy and us covering the team then gone YouTube deleted it. So right before COVID, we had no, no outlet to put our coverage on and John, ramped it, put released live, made that a part of it. Now we have five channels that equal a lot more than that one channel did. So, and everybody here is a part of it because no one likes change, right? Everybody likes to just do what we do. And over the years in this industry, especially because, you know, one thing COVID did, it made everybody kind of on the same playing field. So like NBC and CLNS, they truly compete now in a friendly way. Because mm-hmm. yes, they may have more viewers in Boston, but we have a more overall viewers everywhere, right? Because we're on online. And when their properties are online, the ones that are, we, we compete with them in a friendly mm-hmm. way. We're obviously really friendly with them. But that's the point. When you're competing with people who have money, networks that have money, and we're a bunch of guys in our early 30s just trying to get our voices out there, it's hard to, you got to stay ahead of the curve like Larry did with video, you know, and, and keep it really setting up, um, programs that were consistent at that time, because when you're small, you only have one chance to lure somebody in. If it's not there when they want it to be, being the episode or wherever else, then they're not coming back. Today, it's totally different. Today, I mean, we had a conversation, Adam, You for your your uh, foresight, I mean, you wanted to do daily back when we brought you on, remember, Mm -hmm. you wanted to be on a lot. And we, I was adamant. No, we can't change (laughs) it. It's got to be same day, same time. That was the structure. You had good foresight. I wish we did do daily back then. I mean, I was wrong. You were right. But the point of the matter is, you know, the industry has changed so much. COVID changed it even more. Mm. And we, our whole our whole vision, our whole strategy, go to market strategy has always been be a little bit ahead of the nationals, be a little bit ahead of the NBCs. You know, we started doing video before really anybody did with podcasting. We started podcasting about sports really before anybody was or knew what a podcast was. These aren't bragging points. They're just a Testament to really having to be ahead of the market. Now it's OTT like to, to blow the lid off. I mean, I'm not telling anything anyone doesn't know, OTT is now streaming is now the way to go. So in 2023, we'll have a streaming platform that everybody can consume these shows on. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, always been a need and a, a a real push to be ahead of of the market in, in in what and try new things. And for some sometimes guys, you know, when you try new things, they fail, and you have the you could get the the reputation of being oh they don't follow through on anything. They're just this is the the initiative du jour, right? But you have to when you're trying something that's not been done or new, you have to at least try. And sometimes you're going to fail. And if you fail, you just alter the plan, you know, and go back at it. And I've always had that philosophy. And so now it's it's streaming, OTT. It's a lot of live programming, and and we will we'll have a, a mobile app in 2023 that'll distribute all the content to the OTT services. So. We're really excited about that too. Now, I won't give a date on that because I don't want to sound like Adam does with episode 500 today. Given, I'll tell you next week, and then it's me.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and we're happy to have you. And listen to your
0: point about like sort of, you know, the network being ahead of the curve in in certain technological aspects. Evan and I regularly talk about that content-wise, you know, and and sort of. Again, reading the tea leaves and talking about stories and and sort of whether it's debunking certain things or going the other way, saying watch out for X, Y, and Z. Celtics beat – I'm not – this isn't even like – I'm not patting myself on the back. I mean, if, if you're a regular listener of this show, you know it to be true. Celtics beat is regularly ahead of the curve when it comes to – You're
2: going to get me really angry at this time in the morning, Adam. This is going to make me incensed. We are – Ah, We have this running joke uh, that Celtics Speed is always first on stuff, and like it goes back to one of your first shows with Dr. P and the Kyrie Irving knee injury mm-hmm. and how we took so much flack for that. And it was like, Total we're just telling flack. you what happened, what's going on. We're just telling you from a doctor, not us, from a, an actual doctor, what this knee injury is all about. And ever since then... I don't know. I, Adam, I feel like we're on the right side of history more often than yeah. we're not, right? We yeah, are. Well, well and
0: hell, point. even when they traded for Kyrie Irving, I, this was yeah, one of so. my last Celtics at seven shows, but even when they traded for Kyrie, I was one of the only people saying, this is going to be a disaster.
1: Yeah. I was all for it. I, I'm not going to lie. I was all for it because I want, I want, I did not want to pay IT in uh, uh, sure. A- contract and nobody
0: right. did i mean nobody rationally did anyway no. well you the, the
1: young fans did but yeah
0: well like i said nobody, nobody rationally, rationally.
1: <laughs> I mean, i'm looking at charles barkley right now that tweet he sent out last night was so brilliant yeah and i'm looking at the comments underneath and i could pick the, the the fans ages by what they're saying yeah you know what i mean like the ones that are like f you charles you're an old head you know, come back in 10 years and tell me how you like the product and see if you agreed with charles yeah. Right, but the 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 point is, you guys did break things. Like I remember, going, now there's something about podcasting. I remember telling you, Adam and Evan, we've talked about it a lot, where it allows people who are usually pretty guarded, oh. ooh, like my dog, allows people <laughs> who are pretty guarded to. i uh, think oh, they're gonna have to edit this oh. out, but stop, nah, keep it, keep it in a hey, 500th episode. God, it allows people who are pretty guarded usually to really kind of feel like they're talking on the phone or be open and Mm -hmm. and gorman is a great drop people don't realize the fire he could throw out there subtly without even knowing he's doing it and i don't remember what it was i think it was when gorman when in 2019 or whatever when when they sucked or maybe 2021 i don't remember when he came on here and said i'm not having fun watching them anymore right and then the next day it was on felger and maz it was on touch It was everywhere because Mike Gorman, the voice of the city, he actually said to you guys, I was not going to come back. Do you remember? Yeah. Turned it around. It mm-hmm. was jarring to hear. As a matter of fact, Max even heard that and called Cedric Maxwell. I was like, I can't believe what Mike just said on that show out loud. But that's <laughs> the nature of the show. And you guys are yeah. bringing that out in people because you just have conversations. You're just talking. You're talking hoops. And then here right. we go. I, Gorman that time texted me the next day and was like, what did you guys do to me? He was laughing. What did you guys do to me? You know, because it was everywhere. And that's just the power of podcasting. It's great. It's great making content and being, us having the ability and the blessing to be able to talk about the team we love. We better do a little bit so the fans don't kill us, Adam.
0: I know we'll do that. And I do laugh too, constantly every time that someone will, Gorman's a good example. Like when he, Came on our show and talked about how, like, he, he outlined how much longer he plans to do games. Mm-hmm. And then he said something similar on the radio in Boston weeks later, months later, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it was like, breaking news. It's like, um, I've no, not that not, one. Not, not really. <laughs> He's, he mentioned this to us many a while ago. ago.
1: He mentioned a couple things. He did a couple Kyrie uh, Yeah, no,
2: He did the the Kyrie uh, I'm not quite sure if if Kyrie's here long term and then and then that took off and then that ended up being very 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 true. He was right on about that. Monster. Right
1: on. And that was around the time where Wick and Danny were just going rogue and calling into the Sports Hub because they didn't like what they were talking about. Yeah. And, like Gorman was all up in that shit. Like that was great. Do you think, you know, you think about it? Kyrie, and I just said this the other day, I want to get on a Kyrie rant, but every team he goes to, he leaves them years, seasons set back, right? Cleveland, Boston, Brooklyn. Sure. But because of the greatness of Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens now, they, they proved the power of the franchise. Like the franchise has enough power to be able to, it's a bigger brand even than Kyrie, right? Mm-hmm. So they were able to flip the switch Tatum and Brown really could have been polluted by that horrible two seasons. They were young enough to have had that really, you know, hurt their their career. But they they were they were guided and coached by a great front office. And there's no question in my mind. Looking at that season to now, Jason Tatum, whomever he's working with on his interactions with the media, his charisma, his, his eye contact. Joe Missoula needs to work with that person because. <laughs> Tatum is like a different guy than he was two years ago. Even I remember the yeah. game; it flipped the switch. It was against San Antonio right after they got killed in New York, and he came out and he basically just said, "We sucked." He wouldn't look at anybody. He wouldn't make eye contact with Abby. His mm-hmm. head was down. He was on the phone. And then all of a sudden, the next game—I don't remember which it was—when they started to turn it around, he started to show different. I'm a big body language guy. I watch all mm-hmm. the pressers, no matter what, even before I watch the games. Like I watch the pressers over the games, so. I'm watching him and what? And I'm watching the evolution. And then in the finals, he's like this charismatic, funny, engaging Celtic. Like all mm-hmm. of a sudden, I said, this guy likes to be here. Yep. I didn't know. Remember, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. So whoever the Celtics or himself, his camp, I put it in. A, it's usually a speech coach or a PR rep that's really helping to guide you and work with you. It's and maybe it's Tatum on his own. He just grew up over you know over the course of that losing stretch and then turning it around. But he's like a different guy now. And Joe Mazula needs to work with whoever Tatum's working with, so that way in the media he 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 gives the hardworking, underpaid beat the information to do their job. That's it. I don't know if you
0: guys caught, uh, a couple days ago, but, uh, Danny Ainge out in Utah now, obviously did an interview with, uh, Rob Perez and was, you know, worldwide wob for the, uh, the NBA junkies. And was, so another, you know, just as we like celebrate moments in Celtic speed history, one of the other moments that, and it was Max, Cedric Maxwell came on and, and this thing went everywhere after he said this, but he said that he would, he, he would trade Tatum and mm-hmm. Brown for Anthony Davis. And this is obviously before those guys became what they are now, but they were still like the signs were there. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was, you know, in in a perfect storm or a perfect world could, could they become what they, what they ultimately did. But anyway, uh, But Danny I'm, was asked about you know all all the memes and all the reports and you know was this ever a thing and, and so so Danny said that you know there was never like it was it, it, we've heard this from Danny a thousand times so it was it was always made up there was never an ad thing uh, but what he added in there was is the this is what yeah, what what he added in was you know what nobody was talking about was we we were considering and this was I think before those guys were actually drafted when they were just picks and he's like we did consider flipping both those picks for jimmy butler and I, I, uh, and and uh, because we've always loved jimmy i wish i i still wish i drafted been. jimmy yes he loved uh, but uh it just never you know the ultimately the asking price was too high and he didn't do, he didn't do it but um that Danny. was that. That was a nice little uh, Celtics nugget. Years later from Danny Ainge that I enjoyed.
1: Wasn't it great to hear Danny just talk about the Celtics again? I mean, don't you like you're 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 a legacy fan, and I think we all love Brad. Yeah, but there was something about Danny that just was great. I think maybe his affiliation with the franchise for so long. Sure, was, you know another good Cedric Maxwell one over the years on this show is when he he dropped Kevin Garnett is the best all around. Oh. God, yeah, it got back to Larry Bird, you know. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, Larry, Larry jabbed him for that. Pretty good, it got back to him. I don't think Larry was listening to the
2: show, but it, they picked it up. Don't ruin yeah. my dream, Dick. Huh, don't ruin my dream, Larry Bird. Definitely, listens Larry, to me. Larry doesn't to even that. have internet, bro. He's, <laughs> he's, he's subscriber a subscriber to Celtic Speed, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, he's a sub, but yeah, that got back. I mean, that one went crazy. I mean, it went that one went because it's 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 a, it's a it's a debate that triggers a lot of emotions, right? Like, yeah. I don't agree with him that Kevin Garnett is the best all-around Celtic ever. But there's an argument to be said the way that Max explains it. But there's no question Larry Bird is – did you guys watch J.J. Reddick two days ago with Mad Dog? I, no. I
2: love the fact that they pay him to sit there and listen to Chris Russo speak about stuff. and Because it, you can see, like, the pain in J.J.'s face I all I can't stand J.J. Reddick. You can't? I love him. Uh, I, think oh, I like great. him a lot. Oh,
1: I can't. And here's the reason why. And I get it's probably all the reasons why you guys love him. The arrogance. He's so arrogant. He's so dismissive and condescending. And Doggy's like, uh, you know, he's predictable. You know where he's going to go. But in that argument, he was right. How could you how could J.J. Reddick possibly say that Larry Bird was not
2: a top five
1: three point shooter? In NBA history. Yeah, just, I didn't, I didn't oh, listen to the yeah, argument, that, but I'll have I to go back to it. I don't agree with it.
2: that, but I agree with his, like, Steph and Larry kind of have it a little differently in terms of, like, being, I
1: wholeheartedly being, disagree with that.
2: I, uh, I mean, Steph is, the, the relocation of Steph is crazy. I think it's that's ridiculous. the one thing about his game that a lot of people don't understand, that Steph never stops moving. But he's not ever. the only guy to do that. Like, I know, but like, if you track him and watch him, he's, the way that
1: that JJ was saying it was that he, what JJ said was Steph Larry Bird never had to deal with the physicality and the constant mugging that Steph Curry has to deal with on a regular basis. Dude, I don't think he's even watched a YouTube game. I mean, it was on <laughs> I mean, how about the most iconic Lakers Celtics moment is James Worthy literally stripping Bird's jersey off in in Game Four in '87, and Bird's breaking away for a three-point shot over, oh, just seven-foot-two Michael Thompson and buries it. I mean, nobody got mugged like Jordan Bird and those guys. I mean, for J.J. Redick to put that out there, and I think Doggy said back, yeah, and they got called for a foul for guarding him, for Christ's sake, about Steph, right? And I think Steph Curry is out of this world, and I think he is he is routinely mugged on, mugged on today's standards, mm-hmm. but like Steph would have to shoot from 30 feet out, 40 feet out every shot because he'd get, he'd be broken entering the paint. He'd never be able to enter inside the three point line because he's so fragile.
2: Injury prone. I mean, he was at one point in his career. He was injury prone and they fixed it. Still like is. his ankle injuries have been.
1: Yeah, but he he's still really been bad. out a lot. I mean, look at, look at his, his, his...
2: Yeah, recently. Yeah. But I'm talking like prime when, yeah, when prime, he was... early on, people thought he couldn't play. They were, yeah. the he couldn't play. And then he, 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 he played a lot. Um, well, let me tell you now that now he's on the other side of things and it's still like insane, but he gets a little hurt more. Yeah.
1: Here's the thing about Steph. I have endless amounts of respect for that man. I think he's a model citizen meaning like he's an ambassador of the league. He is mm-hmm. well, well, always on the right side of the comment. You know what I mean? Like he's just like, and I think the same about like LeBron for the most, he's been a great ambassador for the league, but mm-hmm. don't tell me JJ Reddick, that Larry Bird had less guarding, less coverage than Steph Curry. I mean, it's not true. I mean, you just <laughs> haven't watched games. Like his, his exact comment was, Bird never shot a, a three-point attempt with anyone within five feet of him. That's just well, fucking that's, that's arrogant. Insane. I don't that's care. Fine. I'm going to drop fuck on this show. I know it's a family,
2: <laughs> show, but
1: that's, that's and it's really stupid. It's a stupid that's comment. Funny. I hate we've it. uh we've only got a couple
0: minutes left. I I do want to uh, mention what is going on tonight. All-Star Saturday night. The three-point con contest will be uh, a hell of a lot more interesting. than The slam dunk competition. You've got some names in the three-point contest. Obviously, Jason Tatum will be part of it. Uh, you also have uh, Lori Markinen, Anthony Simons, Damian Lillard, Buddy Heald, Tyler Hero, Tyrese Halliburton, and Kevin Herder. Uh, I assume we all believe Jason Tatum is going to win because we're biased.
2: But I oh, you.
1: I think you know Tatum's streaky. He's streaky, so you know. Yeah, you know he could go on a run, but I, I got Buddy healed. I think.
0: Herder. All right, I'll I'll take Tatum. I'll I'll be the loyalist here. Hey, the listen, slam dunk contest, like, but my God, I mean, I, I I think I saw on Twitter earlier that it's Michael Jordan's 60th birthday. So maybe instead of watching the slam dunk contest, I'll just throw on Jordan and Nick highlights from back in the day. So Trey, Trey Murphy, Kenyon that's- Martin. Jericho Sims and somebody named Mac McClung are somebody going to be part of. Are, are, are I, how going do you to be, know
2: Coffin has not watched college basketball in a long time? So he doesn't know. Nor who ben have ben I, because I have no clue. Either, right?
0: <laughs> are to you, are going know. to be part of the slam dunk competition? You know what's yeah.
2: funny? Who would
1: ever thought going back to when we were kids? I mean, you lined you. It was must see TV. The slam dunk. Competition. Ah, it was in the all, best. It was the best. And while Bird was winning three point contest, JJ Redick. 3 years in a row it was almost second line story to the to the dunk contest now today the dunk contest is a warm up to the three point contest like what happened to this world it's just flipped upside down Don't you I, I, I'm, I'm I'm not even kidding. like
0: I hear these four names
1: who are they and,
0: and I think like Trey Murphy and Kenyon Martin well oh, Trey Murphy the 3rd and Kenyon Martin Jr to me it's it's like fraternity legacies are 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 that's that's what I think of when I hear these two names. And, and
2: Trey Murphy can get up. Trey Murphy is actually a really fun dunker, and I'm that's the only guy I'm relatively excited about. Is training Ger-
0: Jericho Sims might be a wrestler, and then <laughs> Max yeah, up like
1: Jericho Sims as like a wrestler. <laughs> and, I, I agree with that,
0: and then. And, and then Mac McClung, Mac McClung is straight, McClung straight out of a, a
1: porn star. He might be <laughs> straight out, straight out of a
0: video game. He's not even a real person. Yeah, that's
2: out of Ken Griffey Jr. baseball, Mac. McClung. Yeah,
0: that's that's like when you when you your franchise mode is like three years later, and it's just straight up making up names of guys that you can draft. Mac McClung is available for your rosters. To go mode, you know what they
1: are? They're like the game. Remember video games? Like when Nintendo first came out, they would put the players. And the jerseys, no team names. They put the jersey numbers of the great players in the league, but they'd be called like Miko Mickey Jackson instead of yeah. Michael Jordan, <laughs> yeah. right? Because they couldn't use their names, yeah. Or like Glass Joe in Ty- Mike Tyson's <laughs> Punch Out, right? You know. Uh, but uh, I, I think that the, the, the dunk contest is it to me. I think it's the lack of participation from anybody who has any name like that right, right. there. Right. But it's right. also how many times could you do the same dunks? Yeah. People today who hear that uh, that Blake Griffin jumped over a Kia, kids today, be like, "Who? How did he do that? Because he can't jump over a piece of paper now." But I mean, those were <laughs> exciting things. You know what I mean? Like he he dunked over a car.
0: You know? Yeah, I mean, but it was it was a Kia. Yeah, was was a Kia. He's still hood, advertising man. with Kia He
1: got a great yeah. deal out of that man. That yeah. endorsement deal has lasted.
0: I mean, I, like, believe me, I'm I'm not sitting here saying I could do it. Uh, like, I, 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 my, my hops are Blake Griffin's hops today, but, you know, his, uh, in fact, probably still not even that good, quite frankly, but, you know, jumping over the hood of a Kia isn't, uh, I, I think we've maybe overhyped that dunk a over-hyped little bit it, but in I, the I, history but, of the slam exactly. dunk
1: Creativity, but there was creativity, right? I mean, sure. He Brown covering his eyes. We all know his eyes were open, but there was creativity, you know. Yeah, I mean, he pumped up up the rebounds first. Pumped up the. I mean, exactly, man. We all had those sneakers after showmanship.
0: That's all I want. Look, maybe maybe these four guys are going to go out tonight and put on the best slam
1: dunk competition we've ever seen. Probably not, but I'd love to see it. I my prediction is by Monday, uh, the the talking heads will all be saying, "Why do we even have a dunk contest?" That's what are we'll going to be, saying.
0: be doing that by the end of the night. All right. Before we go, and we do have to go, uh, we enter the all-star break with the Celtics first in the NBA, not just the East, the NBA half game up on Milwaukee. I think they've got a game up on, uh, Denver. If you want to look at the Western conference, but, uh, our our I mean, is this w- without going into the nitty gritty because we can do that in the next show when we're, you know, coming out of the break or go, you know, going into the second half or however we time the next show next week, Mm -hmm. but just sort of the, the 10,000 foot view. Are we setting up for banner 18? We had Eddie house on the show last week and he believes we are.
1: I believe so too. I I really do. I think, well, the East is wide open other than Milwaukee. And I think they've proven they can beat Milwaukee. Don't bring up Middleton. We know he's a Celtic killer, but they'll figure it out. Right. I, I think they're the better team. Ultimately. And then when you get to the West, like, okay, Phoenix is new. That's kind of volatile. You know, I think they that'd be a great series, a throwback to 76, one of the greatest series of all time. Mm. But I think the Celtics win that series because Chris Paul is not the player he was. You know, Booker is great, but he's inconsistent at times. And KD, well, KD's just – but we'd be beating KD already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With Kyrie. so. I think it could be, but 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 the the intangible or the 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 thing that kind of is out there where you don't is well. Number one, can Tatum consistently? I hate to say this because I know he could. Can Tatum consistently perform on the final stage, the big stage? I believe he can. I believe he was worn down last year. I think the defenses that uh, Golden State was thrown at him. He's not very good when people blitz him. You know, and, he's four, and he just dribbles a lot then. So I think he'll figure it out. They're the best team in the NBA, not because they have the best record, but because they're the best team in the NBA. That's my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think if you were to look at it, the only teams I'm scared of, if you're Boston, Milwaukee, really? Denver, Golden State.
1: I am not afraid of Denver. I am afraid of Golden State.
0: That's it. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I I just think it's only fitting. Five-year anniversary of me doing this show, 10-year anniversary of this show, Banner 18, big parade celebration that we can have video content from. Let's go. We'll get a
1: float. We'll get a float on the the parade route. We'll have a
0: duck boat. We'll have a CLNS duck boat for the
1: 36 Celtics podcast. We'll all hop on. Yes, it'd be perfect. It'll be great guys guys, having me here. I mean, first of all, I haven't been a guest on this show in about five, four years, three years, maybe five years. I don't know. I don't do guests that often anymore, but coming on this show, when you asked me, I got tears in my eyes, Adam, because it is my heart and soul, these original programs. And this one in particular and the garden report will always be kind of like the legacy pods of the network, right? The founding pods of the network And so it warms my heart to come on and and thank you to 10 years worth of fans, 500 episodes. Haven't Mm -hmm. missed a beat audience wise. I mean, it's really grown with video and you know, when you look at what are the go-to credible podcasts that are independent, you know, with their John Corrales with locked on and this show right here. And I, I think that that's really good company to be alongside Corrales, you guys Corrales. And that's really it in the Celtic space. There's a lot of other ones. But these are the ones that have been around and that consistently are at the top of the charts and consistently put out an amazing product. And I'm proud to be affiliated with both you guys. Honest to God, you have taken the reins and done more with it than I ever could have imagined or I ever could have done. So kudos to you.
0: Well, we appreciate that. And as Nick said, we appreciate all of you out there for listening, watching, regularly being part of it, interacting. Uh, don't stop now because we got big plans coming up over the course of the rest of this season that we are not going to spoil in this moment because we'd hate for them to fall through. But We believe we have good things in store in uh, both the short and long term of what is left in the regular season. Sees get back to work on Thursday after the break. But first, Jason Tatum in the three-point contest and starting the All-Star Game. So enjoy All-Star Weekend, everybody. For Evan, for Nick, I am Adam. Rate, review, subscribe. I always tell you that way too late in the program when you've probably already tuned out. We'll see you later.
1: Bye.